This is God's word for us from Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is God's perfect word for us, his people, today. Now, I heard the story a couple years ago about a young mom who had a toddler and she just had a newborn baby. Life had been crazy at their house for a while, obviously, and she finally was getting to the grocery store because they were running out of food. So she got to the grocery store, she got her cart, put the baby on the cart, had the toddler walking around and was filling up the cart, going through her list aisle by aisle, just piling the stuff in. But as she was putting stuff in, her toddler was pulling stuff out. So she'd put one thing in, go get the next thing, turn around, and half her cart would be on the floor. Put it back in, go to the next aisle, put a thing in, have her toddler pull it out. Over and over again, aisle after aisle. And of course, in the middle of this, her baby was being a baby and crying and would need to be soothed. So this mom was going back and forth between what's on the list, I crossed that off, but it's not in the cart, go get it again, take it out. Where's the toddler? What are they doing? What's going on? Oh, the baby is crying again. And this just went on and on and on for this young mom. And finally, when she turned around for a second and turned back to find six boxes of chocolate-coated sugar bomb cereal in in her cart, she paused, she looked down at her cart, she looked at her toddler, she looked at her baby, she looked up to heaven, she looked at her cart, she picked up the baby, grabbed the toddler's hand, turned around, walked away from the cart, walked out of the store, got in the car, and drove home. I'm not quite sure what the family had for dinner that night, but she was done. All of us have moments like that when we are just done. We feel harassed. We feel scattered. We just can't take it anymore. It would be great, wouldn't it, if we could all just walk away from our troubles. Like that young mom, it would be great if we could just leave the stuff behind and be done with it. But most of our troubles in life don't just go away if we walk away from them. Our troubles endure. They stick with us. But the Bible tells us, rejoice. I will say it again, rejoice. That sounds like the stuff of a great praise song but it's a little hard to believe that it really works in our lives today. When I read that text, I suspect there were a few of you who wanted to do an eye roll and say, seriously? One of our first responses to this text is often, seriously, rejoice and don't be anxious. Rejoice and don't be anxious. Yeah, right. I'm supposed to rejoice in the middle of this? I'm supposed to not be anxious right now? That's hilarious. Life is tough. All of us have a lot to be anxious about. And that word that Philippians uses in verse 6 for being anxious gives us a picture like that young mom, someone who's just had burdens dropped on them over and over and over again. They're harassed, they're tired, they're hounded, and they feel like they're on the edge 
of disaster. All of us have a lot of things to worry about. Our lives keep getting more and more complicated. A lot of us often have tests at school. We have practices to make it to. We have car trouble. There's never enough money. We have to live up to our, parent, our family's expectations. Our kids get in trouble. Our parents can't do as much as they used to. And then along with worrying about all the stuff with our families and our own lives, we keep hearing about trouble one county over and in the next country and around the world. When we hear, don't be anxious about anything, our first thought might be, well, well that can't be done. And so we find coping mechanisms to deal with our trouble and cover over our anxiety. Some of us keep buying more and more stuff so we don't have that anxious feeling. Some of us turn to alcohol more and more so we don't have to worry about tomorrow right now. Some of us lay awake at night obsessing over what could go wrong the next day. Some of us pick fights with everybody in our lives because it's easier to fight than to worry. Some of us eat too much. Some of us don't eat at all. Some of us cut ourselves to let the worry out. Some of us do everything right all the time so we don't have to worry about anything going wrong. Some of us are even anxious about being anxious. When we read texts like this or we hear sermons like this, it becomes just one more thing to harass us. We smile nicely, we shake the preacher's hand after the service, we grit our teeth, and we decide that we won't worry anymore. And then we start worrying about whether we're worrying too much. And we all hold on to these coping mechanisms because we feel like we can't honestly, really look life in the face and rejoice. We feel like we can't really get rid of our worries, so instead we try to just paint them over with something else. But none of those things really work. The things we cling to for peace end up breaking our hearts. Our coping mechanisms become addictions that we can't get rid of. Our worries break us down. Now I need to take a brief aside here before applying this, this text to our lives all of us have some unhelpful coping mechanisms. All of us have anxieties and worries. But some of us, for whatever reason, brain chemistry, genetics, life experience, whatever, some of us just have this bent toward really limiting, life-changing, terrible anxiety and worry. And some of us just need some extra help to deal with it. Some of us just need the anti-anxiety pills or we need the therapy or we need something else to get things working right so we can deal with life. And if, it's, if that's you or if that's someone in your family, don't freak out about it and don't carry guilt for it. Some of us just need medicine. And if that's what you need, take the medicine and get on with life. Some things in life we choose and some things we don't choose. For the troubles that you didn't choose, don't beat yourself up about it. Do the best you can, make use of whatever helps are available, and get on with serving the Lord. All of us have things in our life that are not perfect, and all of us can look forward to the day when God will make all things right. So for some of us who really struggle with clinical anxiety sorts of things, take the medicine. Don't freak out about it. But for all of us, Philippians tells us not to be 
anxious. And when the Bible tells us to not to be anxious, it doesn't mean just grit your teeth and stop worrying through sheer willpower. And it doesn't mean just always finding the silver lining and putting up an optimistic front. Philippians does not tell us to solve our own anxiety problems. Instead, Philippians tells us to give our worries away. Yes, we really can rejoice and not be anxious because we can give our anxiety away. Give your anxiety away. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. The Bible doesn't tell us just to force ourselves to stop being anxious. It tells us to turn our anxieties over to God. Because we belong to Jesus, we can rejoice and not be anxious. When we feel consumed by anxiety, we can turn to God and give it over to him. I spent one of my college semesters overseas in England, and of course I had to fly, and that was back in the days when you could check a good number of bags for free. So I, I was going for a semester, and I was going to have enough stuff. So I ended up with a huge rolling suitcase and a second rolling suitcase and a massive duffel bag and a big backpack, and I could check it all, so I was good. And I got to the first airport, and I lined up the rollers. I put the big duffel bag on my back. I picked up the backpack, and I started sort of shuffling through the airport. And one of those people with the carts came up to me and said, boy, you want some help with that? Happy to help. I'm here. And I said, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I was a really cheap college student and thought, I can just handle this by myself. So I got through the first airport, and it was tough, but it was okay. And then I got to the last airport, and I had to collect all the stuff and take it through customs and take it through everything. And it's funny how your bags keep getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And I got through customs, and then I had to walk from the airport to a nearby train station. Heavier and heavier and heavier. I got to the train station. I got everything in the train. I got to the next train station. I had, to put the I had to put the duffel bag on my back again, pick up the backpack, pull the rollers. And as I was walking along, I started hating a lot of things in my life. I hated the me who had packed these bags. I hated the bags. I hated the train station. I hated the stupid country I was in. And I finally got to the taxi cab, and I threw all the stuff in there, and I sat back, and I was just like, this is terrible. I hate this. Too many burdens. Too many burdens for too long. When it comes to anxiety, we often carry burdens that are far too heavy for us to bear. We are not capable of carrying the weight of the world. When we hold on to worry, it breaks us down. And what the Bible tells us to do to let go of the suitcases, put down the backpacks, put down the duffel bags, drop all of our worry, and let God carry those things for us. It is not our job to be God. Our Lord and Savior has that job covered. He has got things under control. Our job is not to be in control. 
Our job is to let go of the illusion of control. Our job is to drop our anxiety and let God take it in his capable hands. We can lay our burdens down at God's feet because he cares for us. This was true back when this letter was first written. It is still true for us today. The book of Philippians was first written for a church in the city of Philippi. And Paul was probably the first person to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to that city. And he paid for it. Shortly after he got there, he got in trouble with the authorities in the city. And he and his buddy Silas got attacked by a crowd of people. They got beaten up, they got dragged in front of the judges of the city, and then they got sentenced to be flogged. They were beaten and beaten and beaten. And then they were thrown in jail, and they were put in the inner cells, tied down the maximum security wing. Things did not look good. They had good reason to be anxious. But instead of freaking out about it, instead of sitting there and worrying about what was going to happen next, Paul and Silas sat there together and they prayed, and they sang hymns, and eventually God delivered them. And the chief jailer was so impressed by this and by the earthquake that God sent to free these people that that jailer and his whole household became followers of Christ, and they became part of the Philippian church. Those people would have been some of the people who first read this letter. So when Philippians was first read, the people in that church service would have had a memory of Paul in prison. Paul beaten up really badly. Paul probably with blood and dirt all over him, sitting in the deepest part of the prison, rejoicing in Christ and telling other people also to rejoice in the Lord Jesus. We can be free from our anxiety because God will give us his perfect peace. We can lay down our worry because God himself in Christ Jesus will guard our hearts and our minds. The promise in verse 7 is really at the heart of this passage. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This promise tells us that God's peace is greater than our anxiety. Let's actually go back one point. There we go. One point on the slides. Our anxiety just leaves us on an endless treadmill. Our worry gets us nowhere. Our coping mechanisms do not work. Only God can give us the peace that transcends our anxiety. My kids really love to have things figured out. And that brings a lot of joy to our lives as parents and sometimes a bit of trouble. But sometimes our kids get a little bit too concerned about what's coming next, especially if we have a big trip or a big event coming up. And we had one night a few months ago where we put our kids to bed and we were getting ready for the next day. I think we were going to Michigan for a trip or something. And the questions kept coming out of the boys' bedroom. What about this? What about that? What if we can't see these people? What if the schedule doesn't work out? What if the van's engine doesn't have enough oil? What if we have a flat tire? What if we don't have enough food along? What if, what if, what if? And on that particular night, Laura had an inspired moment, and she went in and told the boys, you know what? There is a lot of stuff to worry about for the next few days. We have a lot to do. We have a lot of things to figure out. But you know what? 
Daddy and I have it covered. You don't need to worry about any of these things because we will worry about them for you. You don't need to be anxious about any of these things because we'll worry about them for you. Most of the kids' questions that night were really good questions. These are important things to have figured out before you go on a trip. But Laura and I, we had all the bases covered. We had food, and we knew where to buy more food in Michigan. We had a schedule all lined up and confirmed with everybody. I checked out the fluids in the van. I know how to change tires, and we had a spare tire. We had everything under control, and even things the kids hadn't even thought about. We had figured out and planned and lined up just right. God's peace is so great that it exceeds our wildest dreams. The peace of God transcends our understanding. The peace of God is so great and big and complete that our brains can't even comprehend it. Our imaginations can't get around it. God's peace is more wonderful than we can imagine, and he has things covered that don't even enter our minds to worry about. So verse 7 tells us that God's peace is greater than anything we could dream up, and also that God's peace guards our hearts and minds. God's peace guards our hearts and minds. When we're feeling all anxious and harassed, all worried and uncertain, God's peace can bring us true, lasting peace. It calms our souls. It quiets our minds. A few years ago, when we lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I was going to the library one day, and as I drove up to the block the library was on, I had to stop at a red light, and as I stopped, I looked ahead, and I realized there was a garbage truck parked across the road on the other side of the intersection, and there were a couple rather grim, official-looking people standing by the garbage truck, and then I looked to the right, and at the end of the block I was going to turn onto, there was another garbage truck parked across the street, and there was a police station down that street, and the parking lot was full of police cruisers and police officers just standing around, a bunch of them standing around. And you know how you can tell if people are just kind of standing around or if they're standing around ready to do whatever they need to do right away? They had that second look. And then I looked to the left, and I saw another garbage truck pulling across that street. And I thought, what in the world have I gotten myself into? But I didn't really want to back away or make a U-turn and take off with all this stuff around. So I just made the turn. And as I headed toward the library, I realized the schools on both sides of the street looked totally, totally quiet. And the one on the left had a bunch of police officers outside every door, looking out, scanning the playing fields, looking at everything that was going on. So I pulled into the library parking lot, and as I sat there, I opened my door, and I thought, do I even want to get out, or should I just get out of here? What is going on? And then as someone came out of the library on their cell phone, they said, hey, did you hear the president's here today? Yeah, the president himself is right across the street, and he's going to talk to that school in just a little bit. They've got all these roads blocked off, and there's police like crazy. You would not believe what is going on here. Nothing, nothing was going to happen to the president that day. The police, the Secret Service, the military had layers upon layers upon layers of protection. They had everything from guns to garbage trucks lined up to keep the president safe. 
That word that Philippians uses for guard there is talking about that kind of thing. It's a military word. It is serious. Now, when Paul wrote this letter, the city of Philippi had a pretty seriously large Roman garrison stationed there all the time. There were a lot of Roman soldiers around, and they were always on guard. If anybody started anything they didn't like, they would be there right away in force to make it stop. And Paul is saying that God's peace guards our hearts and our minds like that. God is always watching over us to keep us from being carried away by worry. We have plenty of things we can worry about. Life is hard. But if we belong to Jesus Christ, God gives us the peace that we need. In Jesus Christ, we can rejoice because we know that God is near. In Jesus Christ, we can bring our requests to God and we, we can cast our burdens down at his feet because he cares for us. When we belong to Jesus, we are not promised easy lives, but we are promised the peace of God. God's peace is greater than we can imagine. God's peace guards our hearts and our minds today and forever. So whatever you're anxious about, lay it down. Whatever keeps you up at at night, put it away. Whatever you can't handle, you don't need to handle. Lay down your burdens. Cast your cares on God. Don't worry because God takes care of us. God's peace guards our hearts and our minds for today and forever. So today, every day, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is God's word for us today. This is his promise of peace for our hearts.